Leg drop, boot to the face, we won't fold. Quick to put a dude in this place, he out cold with a tombstone. Grab at the waist, get laid flat. Can't escape, nowhere to go. The cage match, it's on now. When I spot him, it's no problem. Everybody stone cold till they hit with the rock bottom. Sharpshooter, I won't miss him like Bret Hart. Like Al Snow, they gon' need him a head start. I just might catch a better body than Mickey James. Get acquainted with the name, we bringin' the pain. Like Kane in the ring, all I see is red. Paul Bearer, Undertaker, I can see the dead. John Cena putting hands in your face. Ted DiBiase got a million on the waist. B2TF, better stay in your place. Or get smacked down, play it safe. What you talking about? Welcome to Boot to the Face, Chris Rucker, EJ Reed here on Twitch.tv, powered by FullPressCoverage.com. Go there for all your sporting wants and needs. And EJ, I'm going to tell you, I'm really getting tired of it not being fucking football season. Yeah, we're in the dog days of the summer, you know, that time of the year where it's not really going on in the world of stick and ball sports, so... We got like what four or five weeks before training camps. No, training camps in like two and a half weeks, two weeks maybe, ten days. No, about two weeks. I think the Cowboys start on the twenty sixth, twenty seventh, and then preseason's my birthday, so five weeks till preseason. But ugh, I'm just so sick of fucking forty niners and eagles and even Giants fans are chirping. Like I try to stay out of all this shit, but I'm just I'm so sick. I'm just ready for football season to fucking. Slap all these motherfuckers in the mouth. What what Giants fans have been chirping about? Just you dead through a career high in interceptions last year. It, and it kills me because it's like the guy's never been a turnover quarterback. He had one bad year. Now that's all everybody talks about. But like, okay. He's still top 10 in fucking TD to interception ratio in the history of the NFL. Not just like the seven years that he's played. The history all fucking 60-something years of the NFL. He's top 10 of everybody that's played that position. So, shut the fuck up. Giants fans, you take a look in the mirror. Look at Daniel Jones. Danny Nichols. And see them doing anything spectacular. I, you know, I thought I put a replay or something on. Why the hell is Judgment Day on NXT? I saw a... Uh, like a poster for NXT and I saw them on the front of it. So oh. I don't know why, but I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything beyond mellow and trick just came out. Oh, <laughs> I think mellow called him out last week. I want to say in a backstage promo, actually. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. So that's happening live. Uh, no spoilers besides like every now and then you might hear me yell, damn Gigi Dolan. But, I try not to do spoilers on live on the air. So if you're watching NXT, you got a DVR for later because we're more important than I won't. I won't give you the Iggy on what's happening. Uh, how you been, EJ? You have a good weekend? Yeah, man. What was this past weekend? Uh, seven. Yeah, just chilled out. Mm, nothing too uh, pressing on my list this past weekend. Yeah. Hung out with the kids some more before I took them back to their mom. We went to Medieval Times. Uh, that was cool. Um, yeah, I didn't really do much either. Just fucking chill. Went to the pool. 
uh, I've been going to the pool a lot. Like, I don't know, I don't know what's up with me, but I've been going to the pool a lot. Like, my daughter likes to go go Tabitha here and there. Like, I don't know. I got a nice pool here. It ain't nice as the one that was at my house <laughs> in my neighborhood. There, that was like a ridiculously sized pool. But this pool's not bad. It's just like it's hit or miss. Like, I might go down there and it might be quiet. I might go down there and it might be kids everywhere. Or it might be motherfuckers down there like smoking weed and twerking and shooting each other in the ass with water guns. So uh, it's like, I'm glad you clarified water guns. I'm gonna say what they shooting each other. In the- <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was some girl. Like it was a dude down there with like five girls one time, and you could tell he was trying to hook up with all of them. They were just using him for the pool, and the girls like bent over twerking. And he's like shooting. It looked like a fucking rap video. And I'm looking around, I'm like, there's nothing but kids here. They're smoking weed out of a hookah. They got, like, this gangster-ass music playing, like, loud as hell. And I'm just like, luckily, my kids weren't here. So, like, it wasn't my job to say anything. But I don't know. I find it to be, you know, a little disrespectful. Like, I get it. It's a pool. You're trying to have fun. But you can have fun while kids are there, too, without being fucking pervert and ornery. As I would say, have some cooth. Where they, uh... In the early twenties, probably. Uh, yeah, I guess mid to, mid to early to mid twenties. They were younger, obviously, but I guess they would turn around and say, "Fuck them kids, <laughs> not mine." But yeah, it's I don't know. It's, courtesy, it, though, yeah, man. it's a public pool. People don't have common courtesy anymore. But uh, you mentioned medieval times, and it's been a little minute since I've been there. I used to go a lot as a kid. Probably been like what four times probably maybe Damn. five at the most but this, i hadn't been since this is my first time going i was loving it. i think i liked it more than the kids did oh uh, yeah i know i liked it more than trey because he was just fucking a curmudgeon the whole time but it was fun it was enjoyable i think i think it'd be fun to go with with friends because i don't drink when i know like i don't have one drink if i know i have to drive my kids somewhere it's just something that i've always done so they're coming around like do you want something from the bar do you want something i'm like no but I could just see myself sitting there, like, drinking and interacting with the people, like, having a good time if I wasn't there with my... I mean, I still had a good time, but, like, a different kind of good time. I was too uh, young to even remember this. Do they sell alcoholic drinks in the gob- big gobbets, too? I don't know. I Well, everything I saw, there were people with, like, plastic cups that, like, mm. they were drinking beer out of now. If you order like a big ass thing of wine, maybe you can get like collector's edition goblet. I don't know. I would have wanted one if they did though. <laughs> I definitely would have got one. Fun times. Um, they still have like the show where they're jousting and you pick a team and whatnot. Yeah, well, you get picked on the team when you get there. And coincidentally, our knight turned heel versus the queen and was trying to kill people. And so they were booing our knight and we were like cheering for him and shit. It was a lot of it was a lot of fun. Food was good. They served you like a little half chicken, some tomato soup, a big potato wedge, corn on the cob, garlic bread. Like the food just kept fucking coming. I was like, okay. I might be having revisionist history, but I could have sworn that back in the day, I went in like the 90s, early 2000s, that they had like a big ass turkey leg that they used to give out there. They may have had a turkey leg. Uh, I I saw on some websites. I guess it's regional, or maybe depends on like what night of the week it is, or whatever. But they all they gave us all half chickens, like chicken leg, chicken thigh, breast, like that. You know what a half chicken is. 
rotisserie yeah, yeah. style. It was it was really good too. Um, yeah, a lot of food. We got the VIP ticket, so we sat on the front row. Got a little picture made and shit like that. It was it was a good time. If you haven't taken your kids to medieval times, I would I would say take them. And I've been planning to take my kids like for a couple months, and then I heard Cavino talking about it on CNR. And I was like, well, I'm definitely going to take them now because it sounded like a lot of fun then. But, yeah, I had I enjoyed myself. But let's get into some wrestling, EJ. Uh, we got a lot to go over. We got power rankings that I hadn't even thought about yet. Um, factions are teasing breakups and going to war with each other and breaking up and making up. Like, it's just so much shit going on right now. You got money in the bank winners trying to cash in and failing but not completely turned it in. We don't know who the partners are for blood and guts now that Brian's injured and who got injured for the elite. Um, I don't think any. I don't think anybody. Oh, they got just they just need the another partner. Yeah, because I know Eddie Kingston's in G one, so he can't do it. Congrats to all the Eddie Kingston fans out there. As he won the fucking never open weight championship in New Japan. Yeah, they were acting like he won the world championship. I'm sitting there crying and shit. For every little kid, shut, shut up. Oh, I, don't, I won't go that far. I didn't see his uh, speech. Yeah, he gave him a speech. Like, he was crying. This is his first championship, like in a. I'm not drinking malt liquor, Trey. I'm drinking Jack and Coke Zero. Now, I think that's his first championship ever, like in a major promotion. Hmm. You think Impact would have threw him a bone back in the day? But I guess not. I know NWA didn't. Hey, he is the type of wrestler. He doesn't need a championship belt. Uh, he's not great in the ring. He just At all. Talk you into the building. Not me. He talks me out of it. I like but, him on mic. Congrats to Eddie Kingston and all uh, the Eddie Kingston fans out there. But, um, yeah, I guess we can start where we left off, which is last uh, Tuesday, which was NXT. I really don't watch NXT that much anymore. Like, I have it on in the background when we're here, but I I never go back and watch it again. Um, And it's so long ago. Like, I can't remember Mm. shit from NXT last week besides... uh, Yeah, I don't remember shit from NXT. They had the tag team Loser Leaves Town match. With who? Creed Brothers and the Dyad of Schism. Oh yeah, who won? Schism, like that was a they had like a they kind of threw people off with that one. It kind of squirts because you know they had reports that the Dyer were on their way out that they wanted out of their contract. So hey, they played on that. Hats off to them for swerving us. Yeah, it's like uh, they're not sending the Rock's daughter to the main roster yet. So like, yeah, we should have known the Schism would but, lose. <laughs> Yeah, but it wasn't schism. It was just a tag team. Grizzle Young Vets, I guess, they're the diet now. It's just going to be those two leaving if they would have lost. Uh, yeah. Um, but was she, like, the more I see her on TV, the more I'm like, when she gets good, she's going to be a star. Uh, she kind of looks like she- The Rock a little, but she also looks like a fucking, she looks like a badass. She looks like a star. Um, But she's got, she got a long way to go. But, yeah, if they ever get her on TV... And that women's division, like, I think, I don't know, five years from now, her fucking beefing with Rhea Ripley. Wouldn't be mad at it's it. It's going to be her versus uh, was Izzy. 
so EJ, I know you haven't been on the show but a few months, but we don't we don't talk about her on this show. Hey. She's gonna be in your lexicon very soon. Which no. Sixteen no. now? It'll be it'll be ignored big time. Huh? We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Her versus Bailey, WrestleMania forty five. <laughs> on the Wednesday, AEW. <laughs> Um, Jericho and Sting, I was looking for the fallout for this, and then Don Callis comes out and tries to get Jericho to join his family, and Jericho says maybe. Um, that was intriguing. MJF and Adam Cole had me laughing all night Wednesday. Like, from the gym, (laughs) from the fucking workout. You know, good and hell well, Adam Cole wouldn't bench press at 345s on each side. That's what I said. I said, that's cap. (laughs) <laughs> he weighs the guy weighs what a buck eighty, probably soaking wet. Nah, you know those were those fake weights. He didn't even have them on. They took they took them off. They took two forty fives off each side. That's why they didn't pan the camera out. But mm. they had me laughing uh, the whole night. M- MJF is fucking hilarious. Like him buying into the stories that they give him and like trying to sell it. He's really fucking good at that. Like, he's moving up my list of entertaining people, and I know AEW fans are getting really nervous. They're like, he's just too get. He's getting too good at WWE stuff. <laughs> like, chill out. MJF ain't going to WWE. I think he is eventually. I mean, he like I said before, he's always been a WWE guy. What? He's in AEW right now. I don't know. This may be a conversation serve for later or a different show but is MJF I don't know I was about to say is he really a heel but seems like ever since he came back he hadn't hit the same like when he had that contract dispute and ever since he's been back fans want to cheer him and he doesn't get that same heat that he used to I think he, he yeah I think he um, I think he, he, he his is like an ebb and flow like he can be depending on who he's going against, right? He can be like a really dirty heel or he can do this babyface shit he's doing with Adam Cole. And I think because they got the lethal lottery going on where they have to team together, they're probably going to end up winning the tag titles. Like it's just something to entertain and get you from point A to point B. And I like it. It's 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 not necessarily them rushing into him versus Adam Cole. It's taking you on a little ride, and I think that's that's why the bloodline story is so fucking good. Because it's not just a a quick microwave thing, you know. You gotta you gotta prepare the meat. You gotta get the right cut. You gotta fucking heat up the grill. You can't just. And that's what I like about it. And so I said all that to say that MJF is like a he's a tweener. He's either really dirty or he's really like likable, but. Fans themselves have always wanted to cheer MJF. Motherfuckers pay money to at meet and greets to get him to like shit on them. Not literally, but I don't know, man. You look back at some of those earlier AEW shows, I guess, because people didn't really know who this kid was. He just seemed like a snot-nosed brat. He was getting like booed out of the building. Yeah, because well, remember at the beginning he was a face though, because he was teaming with Cody, and then he turned on Cody. That's what turned him into a heel. But his first like. Six months to a year in uh, AEW, like he's he, technically he started out as a heel, but he was Cody's friend, 
And everybody kind of knew he was going to turn on Cody. But Cody kept trusting him or whatever. So he was kind of a baby face. People were cheering for him until he finally did turn on Cody. I, I know when he was beefing with, when he had the pinnacle, like he was getting cheers. And I was all like, he winks at the camera a little bit. And he knows it's like he's got like the stick going on. Yeah. A little campy. But we all know what's going to happen. He's going to turn on Adam Cole. But I'm entertained on the journey that they have us getting there. I feel like they have to be careful with this because, like you said, MJF is very popular. I feel like he's going to be too entertaining, and this might backfire on them. Whether he turns or Adam Cole turns, I think people might boo Adam Cole when this is over with. You think so? Yeah. Besides the Adam Cole baby when he comes out, like I think people might boo. If they had to pick, I think people would pick MJF over Adam Cole. I can see that happening. Um, but Adam Cole's always been kind of better as a heel anyway. Like but I'm, what I'm saying, though, is they're going to want Adam Cole to be the babyface, and people still going to cheer MJF. So, honestly, like, if they, want MJF to be the, if they want MJF to be the heel, they probably shouldn't have teamed him with Adam Cole. Because regardless of what, like, if Adam Cole turns on MJF, that makes MJF a babyface. If MJF turns on Adam Cole, people are still going to cheer MJF because he's going to be entertaining as fuck throughout this whole program that they're running. Yeah, but AEW doesn't tend to, you know, uh, put their foot down when it comes to keeping somebody face or heel unless you're Cody. For some reason, they just wouldn't. You know, pull the trigger on that. I think that was a Cody decision, though. I can't wait to see Cody as a heel again. He was so good in ROH and New Japan. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I didn't watch a lot of his ROH stuff. Yeah, when he was trying to take over leadership of the Bullet Club versus Omega, like, he was really good as a heel. Cutting all those promos in New Japan where they let you cuss. He cut a promo on Juice Robinson once. It was so fucking good when they were feuding over the New Japan U.S. title. I wonder if I could go back and look at some of that stuff. Probably somewhere on the internet. Yeah, and then uh, Cody was the reason I was watching Being the Elite back then. Like, I never missed that shit for like a year straight. I fast forward the Young Bucks part. I was going to say I fast forward the Young Bucks part, but. (laughs) (laughs) As you should. I'd always Um, watch it with Scorpio Sky and Cody. That's funny, though, because you said he was a heel and ROH pretty much rolled in AEW. He came in AEW as a face out of the rip. Well, in ROH, he started out as a heel in ROH in New Japan. And then they got kicked out of the uh, they got kicked out of Bullet Club. And then the elite were pretty much faces going into AEW. Mm. But he was uh, he was a big time heel. When I first started slowly watch wrestling again he had like a couple of one-offs and uh impact yeah but he, i think he was a face though yeah he was he's always champion i think he was a heel then yeah and i wasn't watching at the time where he uh was doing the what was it dashing stuff dashing he cody Rhodes. yeah bait. that was funny was that any good was he uh he, he was funny he was? feuding with ray mysterio and uh, he was dashing Cody Rhodes, and what was the other one? He had another name. Fuck. Stardust. 
<laughs> well, yeah, but he had another one that wasn't dashing Cody Rhodes. But yeah, he beat didn't he beat the Big Show at or maybe the Big Show beat him at WrestleMania? I can't remember how it went, but he had a big program with the Big Show going into WrestleMania. Yeah, he was in uh, Legacy. Yeah, he was a heel then. I didn't really give a shit about him in Legacy though. He was just one of Orton's little lackeys then. Yeah, but uh, I can't imagine how they're gonna bring in. When they decide to turn him, how they're going to bring in his heel persona like that. Because he's so over as a white meat baby face. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see Cody as a heel. Like, keep having people screw him over out of the title and then he just loses shit and goes heel. That'll that'll be good. But And then around that time, they'll probably t- turn Roman face. Um but back to MJF and and Adam Cole, we kind of went far out of the way. I don't know. I'm I'm liking their I'm liking their stuff. I'm liking their program right now. I can't see which way it's gonna go. You got Roderick Strong involved with it too. Like, what happens if Adam Cole turns on Roderick Strong and joins fucking MJF, or if Roddy turns on fucking Cole? Like, there's no guarantee that they're gonna try to get uh, undisputed era back together. Like, to me, yeah. I would love it if fucking Roderick Strong turned on Adam Cole. You would love that? Honestly, that might be the way to keep Adam Cole babyface instead of having MJF turn, have Strong turn on him. That that would be interesting for a week, but then they'd probably just forget about Roderick Strong. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my fault, EJ. <laughs> um, anything else of note happened on AEW? So we had Dynamite. I can't even remember the main event. Like you said, it's always so far away from when we do the show. It was Wednesday. Uh, we had some bangers on Collision. Collision was really good this week. Um, I love Samoa Joe and CM Punk's match. Yeah, I said it. I love the CM Punk match. It was really good. Uh, good to see my boy Scorpio Sky back, even though I didn't like the match they had him in. Actually, Andretti just pretty much whooped his ass the whole match. Yeah. He, he let uh, Andretti get some offense then. Some? <laughs> Shit. The whole match. Uh, FTR, Bullet Club Gold. That was a really good match also. I was surprised Bullet Club Gold won. And now they're going to do two out of three, right? I think so. Um... I don't know. I feel like AEW is all over the place with these all these tournaments happen simultaneously. You got the tag team eliminator mm. uh, and the two Owen Cup uh, tournaments with the men and the women. Yeah, and then besides getting that title of the Owen Championship, like, did they get a title shot or something like that, or they just won an Owen Hart Championship that doesn't mean anything? Just the pride of the Canadians. You don't get anything besides that belt that you can't even wear. Why can't you wear it? Tony Khan laid out the ground rules. He's like, it's not going to be defended. You just have it for your mantle. I wonder if they make one, like the person that gets it, gets to keep it, and then they make another one every year, or does Britt Baker have to give hers to fucking Ruby Soho if she wins it? That's a good question, but don't they give... Like, all of the past WWE champions are replica after they lose it? I think, um, 
I remember back in the old days, you could buy the title when you want it, and then they just you could buy it and they'd make another one and you keep that one. But I think you might be right. I think WWE might just give you the title if you if you want it. Like I'm sure Triple H doesn't have fucking 15 titles laying around the house. But if it's your first title, they probably do keep those and frame them. But I I don't know how that works. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they keep the Owen Cup. Uh, it's a not the most aesthetically pleasing title in my eyes. That pink belt. I'm not really digging the women's tournament, the bracket. Uh, Ruby Soho's in the finals, right? And she's facing the winner of uh, Athena and... Oh, her name's slipping my mind. I just fucking talked so good about her last week. Willow. Willow. Nightingale. Willow Nightingale. Who's also injured. Uh, she was too injured to wrestle last week, but they're saying she'll wrestle on Rampage this week. Yeah, that's, a, that's another thing with this tournament. I don't even know the dates of these brackets. They had to reschedule, and how it's playing out is kind of all over the place. Yeah, Tony should just do away with these tournaments. I like tournaments, though, but... It just never works out in AEW, though. Yeah, that's true. But I just wish they had a little bit more organization when it comes to... And you could have spaced, spaced the tag team one out. I don't even know. What, I haven't even seen a bracket for that tag team. They're just picking random teams. You know what they should do when they have these tournaments come up? You can't go to Japan. You can't go wrestle indie shows. Like, for the next two months, you're exclusively AEW until the tournament's over with or until you're eliminated. Because if you think about it, Britt Baker and Adam Cole were both... Adam Cole wasn't in the tournament. Britt Baker was. They ended up getting sick somewhere in Canada for Forbidden Door. So don't schedule the tournament around Forbidden Door. And then Willow Nightingale got hurt in Japan, defending the title that she lost. Um, yeah, I, I would just, I'd have the tournament, and during the tournament, like, you can't go fight anywhere else for a month. Yeah. That may make a little bit too much sense with Tony's liking. I mean, I, I like the fact that the wrestlers get to go other places, because, I mean, WWE, you can only see them at a WWE show. Impact, not Impact, I'm sorry, AEW, you know, I can go to a random indie show somewhere in Ohio and AEW people might be there or over in Japan or in Mexico or, you know, I do like that. And I think I think they need it, too. Like, you can't get better wrestling by not wrestling. Yeah. That's an excellent way for them to get their reps and to make more money instead of coming all the way out of Tony's pocket. Get you a little $5,000 from an indie date, Sky Blue or Ricky Starks or whoever. I got a feeling a lot of the women wrestlers don't need to do indie shows. <laughs> oh, you got to explain that. OnlyFans, man. Patreon. Oh. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think I was saying? Uh, I, I didn't. I must not have heard you all the way. I didn't, I didn't hear you say the OnlyFans part. I just, I never realized how much Cora Jade and Sky Blue look alike. I, I sent you a meme like a year ago about that. I think it was before I even started the show. <laughs> you think I'm going to remember that shit from a year ago? And you, you commented on it. I can't remember what you said. Uh, I mean, Sky Blue's a said... little bit like... Can we say thicker? Yeah, Blue you can to say the yeah. face. Okay, Sky Blue's a little thicker, but... Yeah, they look a lot alike. Because Corey, Corey J just walked out while you were talking about Sky Blue. And I turned to the right. I was like, oh shit, there she is now. And then realized it wasn't her. 
especially when they were doing both doing the skater thing a little bit more. Yeah, both of them were kind of straight away from it. Especially Cora, she's a full-fledged heel now. But I think they were beefing online. I saw like an old tweet a couple weeks ago. Uh, uh, Cora said Sky Blue uh, took her style. Yeah, they both come out with like a little backward snapback on. Uh, it should be a uh, next forbidden door. AEW versus WWE. I mean, they can door. both thank Nikki Bella for that. Wasn't Nikki Bella the first woman to come out with a little snapback? You may be right. I miss Nikki Bella. I'm sure you do. Nikki Bella could work. <laughs> uh, I didn't watch a lot of the early Bella stuff, but I heard they weren't that great. She, was she wasn't at the beginning, but towards the like last couple years of her career, Nikki Bella was fucking dope in the ring. She's yeah, way better I, than Brie. When I first started easing back into watching it, uh, she was on SmackDown Live. She was like the veteran presence on SmackDown Live. Yeah, she's the longest reigning Divas champion ever. Oh, yeah? Yeah, lost it to Charlotte, and then they turned it into the women's championship at WrestleMania with a triple threat between Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha. And the rest is history. Yep, they did away with the Divas Championship. But, yeah, Nikki Bella was the longest reigning Divas Champion ever. Nikki was dope in the ring. That fucking forearm shiver she would do. She had a really good forearm, the rack attack. Like, I don't know, she got kind of vicious towards the end, too. Like, Nikki beat your motherfucking ass at the end of her career. <laughs> she wasn't just out there being pretty. She come out and booty shake one time, and after that, it was time to go to work. Hey. Big Match John, he's probably teaching her all the moves. Don't do that. Don't just try to give her all the credit to John Cena. I just did. That's fucked up. <laughs> hey, uh, maybe uh, Brian, maybe he was teaching his sister a lot some stuff. No, he wouldn't. Oh, I was going to say, he definitely wasn't teaching Bree shit. Hey, some students soak up the game quicker than other students. <laughs> That's too easy. I'm going to leave that one alone. Um, but yeah, collision was collision was good this week. Uh, really good tag team match, like you said. CM Punk and Samoa Joe was good. Uh, collision just like it's like Dynamite is on fast forward. Like they're trying to get so much shit in the two hours, and Collision they just kind of let the shit cook. And that's what I like about it. And it's got the old school look to it. I like that the crowd is a little darker. It's a little grimier. It's like old school WCW. Also doesn't help on Dynamite. You got that guy in the mask screaming at you about all these matches coming up. <laughs> Excalibur, yeah. I don't know why I don't like the fact that a commentator wears a mask. Like, you're not a wrestler, dude. You're a fucking luchador commentator. You got to wear a mask. You can't, you're afraid you can't go anywhere because you called a fucking arm drag takeover? Get the fuck out of here. Then he used to wrestle, though. I hope so. But I've never yeah, seen him. I remember watching that footage. Remember he got uh, suspended. Didn't mean shit. I used to wrestle too, EJ. True. Backyard wrestling. Three-time three time heavyweight champion of the world. What's up? Two-time tag uh, champion. One-time intercontinental champion. The first triple crown champion in ICW history. This guy. I'm in the Hall of Fame. We got to get you to post some of that footage on the Discord. Yeah, we'll have to edit out some of the commentary, though. <laughs> Is that bad? We we'll have to watch it. We we'll have to watch it on mute, because I said some stuff. Other people said some stuff. You know, you know, when you're friends, you can say shit to each other, and you don't ever think it's gonna get out. I'd never post any of that shit now. 
the stuff we would say to each other then. Different times, different yeah, times. Definitely. But, but yeah, um, yeah, like you said, Collision has a different vibe. You like uh, in the beginning of the show where they have like the backstage little promo vignettes. Those are pretty fun. It's so corny, right? But I love it. And then the the whole stage, like you said, it has an old school WCW feel. And you got Kevin Kelly and Nigel. They bring a different vibe to the commentary. Kevin Kelly and Nigel, really. You know what I wish somebody would do? You remember back in the day, WWF and WCW did this. They had like a little platform right behind the crowd and when you come out for an interview you get up on that little platform like if you picture the million dollar man calling the little black kid up on stage and he's like if you can bounce this ball 10 times i'll give you a hundred dollars and the kid gets a nine he kicks the fucking ball out of the way that vibe right there where they were up on that little stage for some reason i love the way that looked with the crowd yeah. behind you and i feel like somebody mm-hmm. tried to bring it back but it, it didn't last I was going to say, didn't WWE bring it back for a little bit? 80 Proof said, y'all don't read comments on air too bougie? Question mark. We do read comments on air. He's just engulfed in the conversation. I don't have the I don't have the Twitch pulled up. So. He says, Nikki was no joke. Total Divas on A&E is responsible for the women's revolution. I don't think about that. I think, I think it has something to do with it. Um. Then he says, while the Bellas might not have been the best wrestlers, they paved the way for the four horsewomen. Hmm. Did they? They helped. But, I mean, you couldn't mm. have did any of that shit without, like, Trish and Mickey and China and Molly Holly and all of them. But the Bellas definitely spearheaded it because they were popular as fuck online. And that whole, like, give divas a chance hashtag was because of them. Yeah, didn't they have like three minute matches? Yeah, a lot of the runs. I was gonna say, but not, but like the four horsewomen and the women at NXT, like they weren't divas, like they actually wrestled. Mm-hmm. So the Bellas were definitely divas. They got yeah. a show name, Total Divas. But I think the Bellas, I, honestly, I think the four horsewomen is what got Nikki to fucking step her game up and actually wrestle as good as she did. She saw, like, where it was going, so, like, kudos to her for fucking riding a wave, and... Because Nikki, I'm telling you, man, Nikki got good towards the end of her career. It sucks that she got that neck injury. It really does. Because I think, I think she would have been dope. I mean, I feel like she got a good squeeze. They had, like, a 10-year run, didn't they? Yeah, but what I'm saying is she had a 10-year run, and eight of it was, like, being a valet or being like a little fucking evening gown even though they never did an evening gown match but you know what I mean like she was just there for show her and her sister and then towards the end she was actually wrestling and in storylines for wrestling and she got really good but her neck was fucked up and she couldn't sustain it yeah those injuries man the unforgiven Victoria should have at least been a three time champ I don't know why they kept her a two-time champ. She used to beat Trish up every chance she had. Victoria used to beat everybody's ass. <laughs> Victoria was a beast. Yeah, that unhinged gimmick. Kind of like uh, Nikki Ash. And she was an ass-kicker in uh, Impact when she went. Showing oh, yeah, up on the motorcycle a- with uh, uh, 
What's my girl's name? I almost said Taylor Wilde. What the fuck is her name? Little blonde. Madison Rain. Uh, 80 Proof says, what I mean is the Total Divas show brought attention for the women for casuals. Kardashians fans tuned in. I know people who make fun of us podcasts and wrestling, but watch Divas. Divas shows made the revolution. I do. That's what I kind of said that earlier. The, uh, the Total Divas show gained so much popularity that when they started that give divas a chance shit like it was mainly like women and housewives and shit that were watching total well i was watching too and so was jay like i love total divas that shit was <laughs> that shit was nothing but drama i loved it yeah. um but yeah total divas did bring a it brought more eyes onto the women's division and they in a sense like it was a it was a perfect storm of everything you had like the nxt women that were stepping up wrestling better and then you had the mainstream fans watching total divas and then in turn tuning into wrestling to see the people that they've been watching on e so wwe kind of had to adjust what they were doing also and push the women a little bit more so yeah it was it's it was a perfect storm yeah was it the bellas like the most recognized superstars in their heyday of the yeah. show when that show was on they did they had they they got their you they got their own fucking tv show out of it like, yeah. fuck. Show's still in the air, isn't it? Fuck the divas, like no, because they don't even go by the Bellas anymore. They said fuck WWE. Hey, you say that all you want, but the reason why you're a millionaire, so yeah, they got all kind of money outside of WWE now, but because of WWE, because nobody would have known who they were. Yeah, and I'm sure it's gonna take a little bit of time for them to build their whatever names they're going up with now. Yeah, they're just going by the real names. I don't even know their real names. Garcia? Did you know they were Hispanic? <laughs> I knew that because I want to say their dad is. But mom's just Johnny a, Ace? <laughs> not their stepdad. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Johnny Ace. P- People power. I wasn't watching during that time either, but I catch some old stuff once and now and then. Uh, let's talk some factions, EJ. We got factions splitting up. We got factions teasing dissent. Um, but I will say this. I love that the WWE and AEW have factions that are either beefing with each other or they're beefing with other people. Um, factions were always a really big part of like the 90s wrestling that I grew up like loving. And so the more factions, I think, the better. I don't think you need to get them too big, like the fucking NWO had gotten, where it had like 38 people and a Japan version of it. But if me and you were fighting for a title and you got four friends, it's only advantageous to me to get four friends also and, you know, make cool little T-shirts and shit like that. And now we fight. But I'm loving the factions. I'm loving, you know, obviously the bloodline, like Honestly, we'll talk about the bloodline later. We can leave them out of this. But right now, who's your favorite faction besides the bloodline in wrestling? In wrestling. See, that's a, it's not too complicated of a question, but I like different factions for different reasons. Um, if I had to choose, though, I think I'm going to go with BCC. Just because I like how they go out there, no no fluff. They just go out there and beat ass. 
Yeah, I just can't pick them because of Wheel of Yuta. I don't know. What's your hang up on Wheel of Yuta? I don't know. I just don't fucking like it. I don't like his face. He just looks like a little fucking twerp. That's something against Asian guys? <laughs> I didn't even know he was Asian. Yeah. I guess sure Yuta. Yuta is his last <laughs> name. That would make sense. Yeah, I, I, especially with uh, Brian Danielson being like the full leader, him and Moxley being kind of like co-leaders. Yeah, I was in the building for the formation of the BCC. So were you, weren't you? Didn't you go to that? Yeah, you were in yeah, Orlando. They, they faced each other. Yeah, they was. They fought each Moxley. other, and then Regal walked out. Yeah, yeah. So, right now, they're probably my favorite. I I like Judgment Day. Yeah, but they got I don't know. They got a weird dynamic. It feels like. Everybody's pretty much doing their own thing right now, and they're a group and name right now. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with Judgment Day, but like I could pick BCC also. BCC's right there, but you picked them, so I don't. I don't want both of us to pick them, so I'll go Judgment Day. I don't know. I, the last like week or so, I've really. I've really enjoyed Judgment Day, like the last week, week and a half. Um, just the tension since Damien won Money in the Bank, like Rhea stepping up and telling them to shut the fuck up. By the way, she still ain't defending the title, but whatever. Um, they just got a good, they got a good chemistry. They got, you know, Finn's the veteran. It's been there forever. Damien's the quote unquote up and comer, even though he's been around forever. Also, Dom's the fucking heat magnet. Rhea's the woman that like takes charge like they got a really good dichotomy of of people in that group and i think they finally figured out how to book them now i mean when they first formed with edge people were shitting all over this group and edge got kicked out they brought dom in they kind of finally found their footing it's because edge sucks i don't know if that's the reason why because people still People, because Rhea was coming off a, of, you know, kind of falling in the middle of the pack before she joined, and her teaming up with, teaming her up with Dom, kind of like elevated her because people are creepy online and they like have a fetish for her for some reason. And I mean, she ain't like she's leaning into it. <laughs> like every, it's like every weekend when they do house shows, you get online. And there's like video of her like making sure she's got her ass tooted up in the ring and pinning women in awkward positions and shit like that. Like she ain't shying away from the fact that people like that shit. And good for her. Fucking whatever gets you on TV and keeps you popular. Like as long as it ain't going against your morals and shit like that, fucking do it. I say. Yeah. Uh, Damien and Finn can go in the ring, obviously, but I don't think. The faction would be as popular as they are without Dom and Rhea, to be honest. Oh, no. They definitely wouldn't. If it wasn't for Dom, honestly, you could just say Dominic. If Dominic wasn't in that group, they wouldn't have nearly as much heat as they do. I don't think Rhea would be as popular as she is without Dominic. The fact that they hooked her with Dominic got people to go even crazier for her. Yeah. And like you said, I think Dom should have won the money in the bank, to be honest. He would have got heat everywhere he went. I thought it was uh, funny, though, on Monday. Uh, they were in the backstage, uh, arguing or whatever. He was like, we need to go back to running this place like we used to. Like, 
Y'all lose all the fucking time. What do you mean <laughs> running this crazy? <laughs> I mean, they're a featured fraction on the show, but it's not like they've been on this crazy win streak since they formed. Yeah. Um, and we're talking factions, and one of the notes that you had in here was Cracks and Imperium. Uh, I was going to pick Imperium just because I like Gunther that much. That I was going to pick them just based on him, but I couldn't go with them over Judgment Day. But Imperium, you know, they're going to kick out my boy Da Vinci or Vinci, whatever his name is. It looks like, again, like they had, didn't they have the same thing happen in NXT where Gunther beat the shit out of him? I, I thought they kicked out the other guys not even in the company. Desmond Wolf? Yeah. So, yeah, they're basically repeating that, except with another member. But I don't know. I like them being the muscle for him. But uh, the bigger question I was going to ask with this, though, because it looks like they're going to split him up, is Imperium just a glorified jobber group? Imperium, uh, Gunther featuring Imperium? Because you can never take them seriously as a – like a legitimate tag team, which I think they should have elevated them up like that. They always are just the heaters for Gunther, and they always like uh, to warm his opponent up for him, for Gunther to beat him. They always lose. I mean, you brought up legacy earlier. That's what Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase did for Randy. Like they just lost all the time. Yeah, we, you know, nobody ever took legacy serious when Randy Orton wasn't there. They were just there to get their ass kicked. Like that's the that's the mark of a good. A good fucking faction is, you know, I'm, I was going to say the horsemen, like, but the horsemen would at least win other titles and shit like that. But for the most part, the horsemen were there to keep the title on Ric Flair. The NWO was there to keep the title on fucking Hulk Hogan. I I get it. But I could see if these two other two in the Imperium were young boys like Cody and what was it? Ted DiBiase Jr. They yeah. Were like, Starting out in the business, I think these guys are like the same age as Gunther, basically. Yeah, yeah but they suck. I shouldn't say they suck, but they're they're <laughs> there to they're there because when I say they suck, I didn't mean like they're not good because uh, uh, Ludwig, that motherfucker can go. That is one athletic, like strong motherfucker. If you watch him wrestle, so when I say they suck, I just meant like the way they book, they suck. Like they don't win, they lose. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's 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 the point, you know? They're there to be Gunther's henchmen, and then when shit goes wrong, he's got to have somebody to blame. And, you know, they're kind of like a mini version of the bloodline. Like, they're terrified of him, just like Jay and Jimmy were terrified of Roman. Yeah, well, it looks like they're about to break up. I just feel like they could have used more hands for tag teams because the tag team division is kind of all over the place right now. And it looks like they're about to break up another, like, tag team yeah uh let's take a quick break um and then we come back we'll get into some bloodline trial of the tribal chief and maybe some power rankings and whatever else on the list that we missed so far so a boot to the face we'll be right back after these messages stay tuned It is indeed showtime. Boot to the face productions. It is indeed showtime, folks. Who the fuck is this asshole? Boot to the 
Back boot to the face, Chris Rucker, EJ Reed here on Twitch, powered by FullPressCoverage.com. EJ, let's get into some SmackDown. Who just hits? Every time I get on Twitter, I see SmackDown has just broken attendance records in this building, and they just got the biggest live gate in this building. Apparently, they sold the fuck out of MSG on Friday night. Is SmackDown like the hottest ticket in wrestling right now? I mean, can't argue against it, but MSG sells itself. It's the mecca. But like you said, in other buildings, they've been crushing the attendance record. And that's not true, though, because because that's not true, though, because WWE couldn't sell out MSG a few years ago. Like they were having, they would do those uh, holiday shows and shit, and they were having trouble selling tickets at MSG just like two or three years. Uh, I should say right before COVID, because I think they were at an MSG for a while. But yeah, they they didn't have a good track record the last like five or six years at MSG. Maybe a combination of a lot of things. Uh, people excited to go out to shows post COVID. Um, you got the bloodline that helps. And you know, like it's the perfect storm. They got hot product right now. And uh SmackDown's always been my favorite show to watch out of all the WWE shows just because it's only two hours mm. and you know Raw kinda drags along. Mm. So Yeah. I'll, I'll be at Monday Night Raw this Monday coming up. I'm sure they'll put a good show on for Atlanta. They better. It's Cody's hometown. Oh my God! They're gonna play the fuck out of that Cody Rhodes theme. Whoa! God damn it! Probably gonna come out like three times that show. Man, I hope they fuck up and play his old dashing Cody Rhodes theme just for the <laughs> hell of it. That'd be hilarious. I also got uh, tickets for August, uh, the last Dynamite before All In. It's gonna be here in Atlanta. Oh yeah. Uh- they're going to that energy center. Yep, they're going to the small one that holds like three to five thousand people. That sucks because that's State Farm Arena is like twenty five minutes from my house. That fucking infinite one is like an hour from my house. Oof. Yeah, right. it's, it's fucking annoying. <laughs> it's been what like a year since they've been there. It was it was not too long after Punk came back. So almost oh, so almost two years. Okay, so yeah, so that's that's what they should do. Have a little time in between. I think that's like too said, long. I, what's that? I think two years is too. I think once a year. Big markets like Atlanta, they should come. Like, you know, obviously like New York, they go to a lot. Chicago, they go to a lot. But like L.A., Atlanta, Dallas. I think once a year they should. That's just be on your fucking schedule. 
It shouldn't be two years. Doesn't WWE have like some gaps between when they hit certain market? WWE's a different animal though. Like and they have multiple brands also. That's true. I'm pretty sure WWE's been to Missouri every year ever since post COVID. For a while, WWE would do the last Raw before Mania or the last SmackDown before Mania here in Atlanta. They did that shit like three or four years in a row. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but they did it. Yeah. Well, how you know anything about what the ticket sales are looking like for AEW at the? I can look it up real quick if you want to talk. If you want to talk about uh, SmackDown and the Bloodline. Yeah, I mean. They got us again. Well, they didn't get me, but they got a lot of people. Roman looks like it's about, he's about to give the tribal chief title over to Jay. He kneeled down. Did he have a couple tears in his eye? Didn't he drop a few tears? Cried a big crocodile tear. Hey, this is his audition for Hollywood. You know that's where he's going next. <laughs> and then uh, before you know it, he uh, low blow Jay in the balls. Mm. <laughs> to the they nether regions on, <laughs> they put a hurting on Jimmy sent that boy to the hospital well, well as WWE says a medical facility they actually said hospital oh they did yeah they said J- Jay Uso is on his way back from the hospital right now we we have just received word <laughs> that Jay Uso is on his way back from the hospital I said the what now what is that you know, you know Vincent and Gorilla he probably sent a real mean text message to Paul Michael Cole. This medical facility got that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm looking for so WrestleTix. Uh, if you if you're into paying attention to ticket sales and shit like that, I would follow them on Twitter. They have a Patreon too. I don't follow that, but like they break down a lot of shit. Like they're they're really good. So um, they don't have the ticket sales for Dynamite yet. They just had, uh, this was five days ago, they got the setup of what the show's going to look like. So the building itself, let's see if it tells me how many it holds. Uh, Just over 4,600 tickets are available, is what he has written in here. And the building is cut off basically half of it. So it's, it's one of those arenas that go in a circle. And they've got, the hard camera side is all gone from like, the the corner of the bowl all the way over to the stage and then on the regular camera side from the stage all the way around to where it cut off at tickets are available so they got 4600 tickets available there uh as a that went on sale on thursday i believe and then monday night raw which will be here in atlanta where the fuck did it go i just had this pulled up sorry i'm I know this is awful uh, podcasting. I just had it. Where the fuck did it go? State Farm holds what about what eighteen, fifteen for wrestling? I think about fifteen. Yeah, because they have to have the Titantron and whatnot. But like I said before, I like AEW doing five thousand, eight thousand seat arenas for TV. You don't need to be in the you're not there yet. You don't need to be in the 15 to 18 for TV. You're not WWE. Just stay in your own lane. And 
if you get a lot of people packed in those 5,000 to 6,000 seat arenas, it'll still come off well on TV. You know, the noise will travel well as well. Yeah. So when people are chanting and doing their thing in the crowd, it still comes off well. Survivor Series is going to be in Chicago. Well, yeah, I saw that. That's probably the closest, well, besides St. Louis, it's probably like one of the closer big markets to me. I mean, I don't know. I can't see that far in the future if I'm able to make that. Um, but it'd be, well, I'm going to be home for Thanksgiving too, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to make that anyway because I'll be home for Thanksgiving. So that's probably a no for me. But uh, if they have, you think they're going to do another war game? I don't know. They didn't announce a war game. They just said Survivor Series, but you, you never know with it. Like, depends on ticket sales, I bet. You know, like, I bet if ticket sales suck. <laughs> They'll probably announce, like, yeah, we'll do fucking some, we'll do war games again if enough people bitch about it. I mean, it's a long ways away. I don't even know. What do they have, like, a bloodline black and white versus bloodline red and uh, red and black at, at the war game? Yeah, uh, real quick, this is interesting, this wrestle ticket stuff. I'm, I'm going through it. So, like, SummerSlam, uh, their current setup is 45,000 people. They've sold forty-one thousand, almost forty-two thousand tickets. So only like a little less than four thousand tickets are available. Uh, SmackDown from Madison Square Garden was basically a sellout. Current setup twelve thousand eight hundred eighty-eight. There was only eighteen tickets available on the fourth of July. Uh, AEW Collision on July eighth. So that was what last week. Yeah. Their setup was twenty-seven hundred people. And they had 1,200 tickets available as of the third. Um, yeah, this this is interesting to look at, like the difference in the sizes of the buildings and how many tickets are left and shit like that. Like, AEW's got a lot of tickets left, but then like this SmackDown for uh, Friday, July 21st, they're set up for 10,000 and they got 1,300 left. So they've sold like 8,800 tickets. Uh, here we go. As of July 2nd, Monday Night Raw in Atlanta, current set up 10,556. And as of the 2nd of July, there were 892 tickets left for sale. So they've sold 9,700 tickets. So it's going to be it's going to be a lot of people in there. Um, WWE is the hot ticket right now, man. Yeah. They got some good momentum going into SummerSlam. What they that you need going into your second biggest show of the year. So hopefully the ball keeps rolling with that. So you were talking about Roman hitting Jay with the the low blow. Um, I realized why I like Jay Uso so much on Friday when he came back out and he cut his promo. It wasn't a wrestling promo. It was like a a fight promo (laughs) like he couldn't get his thoughts together he was just like screaming into the microphone i don't know it was like real right like some shit you would say if a motherfucker hurt your brother for real um but i liked everything he said telling him it's trial by combat now i'm the judge jury and execution like all that shit works he even did his old school catchphrase where i gotta get him i'm gonna get you now Mm -hmm. and then uh I think SummerSlam is too quick 
But I think Jay's going to win. Nah, Jay ain't winning. I think they swerved everybody by having Jay win the tag match. And you know what everybody's saying? Jay had his moment at Money in the Bank. No. I think at SummerSlam, Jay Uso's winning the title. He might not keep it that long, but I think he's winning the title. And I think Roman's going to have a little come to Jesus meeting with the rest of the family. This bloodline stuff ain't going to be over just because Roman loses the title, though. Uh, see, I think Vince McMahon is back at headquarters or wherever he lives in Greenwich. I'm going to let y'all run everything on TV, you know, do week-to-week stuff. But as far as the big story plans go, it's still Cody going to win it from Roman at WrestleMania. Well, okay, all right. I have to ask you this because... I listen to Busted Open. I listen to other podcasts. And I, you know, listen to like eight or nine other wrestling podcasts. And everybody's like, Cody's going to win it. Cody's got to be the one. Why? Why does Cody got to be the one winning? All he did was win the Royal Rumble. And then he got his ass beat at WrestleMania. It has nothing to do with Cody anymore. Cody's old news. Cody's fighting Brock Lesnar on Raw. There's no more trading back and forth. Why is Cody the one that's got to beat Roman? Somebody, please. Explain this to me. Hey, ask Vince that because I don't really, you know, care for Cody winning it. But that's the rumblings. I would like to see Jay win it at WrestleMania just because this has been such a historic run for Roman. SummerSlam is big, but Mania is the granddaddy of them all. True, but SummerSlam's where all this shit started, too. That's where Roman came back. As a tribal chief, basically. Three years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's poetic, still, man. Still in the uh Thunderdome. But yeah, I don't think I don't think uh Jay's gonna win. What the kids say it's cinema. <laughs> yeah. I think Jay's gonna put on a banger at SummerSlam. Solo's gonna get involved or some hoopla and but my question is gonna be because I think Jay's gonna lose. What did it go with the whole storyline once Jay loses or if he loses? Because like he could win. It depends. Is he going to lose because Jimmy's not there and Solo just keeps interfering? Is he going to lose because Jimmy calls him the match? Is he just going to lose one-on-one? It all depends on how he loses. It depends on the crowd reaction to the loss. Is the crowd going to be 100% behind Jay during this match? And when he loses, are they going to be just as pissed off as they were when Cody lost? Are they going to revolt because Roman's still the fucking champion? And then Jay ends up winning the Royal Rumble? Hmm. There may be some legs to your theory that Jay wins at SummerSlam because Roman's been back for a lot of shows lately and he's usually more sporadic. Maybe he does lose to Jay and goes away for a little bit. I don't want him to go away if he loses. I want I want Jay to be like, now I'm the fucking tribal chief. And I want Jay to be bossing Roman around just to see the dynamic of that. And like Roman trying to get Solo to be like, let's kick his ass. And Solo like, hey, man, it's the tribal chief. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't know. I think that could be entertaining as hell if they... If they got the bloodline back together without Roman as a champion and with Jay as the champion. Hey, man, go go bring the car around. (laughs) (laughs) It would be entertaining. 
I don't know if they would go in that direction, but it wouldn't make for good television. Yeah, the bloodlines, you know, this storyline is, it, you know, they, they're bleeping out fucking the crowd chants and shit like that. Like, Roman is, Roman is so good. Like, now, Roman, Roman Reigns has been my favorite wrestler in WWE for years as far as on the men's side. Until, like, two years ago when Jey Uso took his place. But I, I'm not going to lie. Like, Roman is the MVP of WWE right now. All the shit we talked about and all these tickets and the buys and the records they're breaking and all that. That's got everything to do with him. Everything he's touching is turning to gold. KO yeah. and Sammy. The Usos. Solo. Uh, Matt Riddle for a while when he was dealing with him. But everything this dude's touching is turning to gold right now. And WWE's reaping the benefits for it. So when people are like, Roman's never on TV, well, the guy needs a break. He's fucking tired of carrying this fucking company. Yeah, I don't really have anything to add on that. You basically said everything I was going to say. Uh, everybody that's been involved with this storyline has came out, have came out better after having a feud with Roman. Uh, turn Sammy into a star, even though I don't know, really know what him and Kevin are doing right now. But Jay is a big fucking star. Jimmy has elevated his game. People know who Solo is now. People didn't know who Solo was really back when he was in NXT. They just knew they had a little brother in NXT. But now you got the crowds chanting Solo. So, like you said, everything that's touching Roman is turning into gold. Bro, they did a 35-minute segment to start out SmackDown. Yeah. They don't do that shit no more. Didn't really feel like 35 minutes because we were so intrigued with the story. Did you watch This Is Your Life with The Rock and Mick Foley? Yeah. That's how long this shit was. They don't do that kind of shit anymore. Yeah. Everything's been like microwave and the newer era of wrestling, but they let this cook. It's a, sorry, Seamus. You don't get an entrance, a ring entrance this week. <laughs> you are fucking killer cross. Get y'all's ass out there and work for three minutes because the bloodline's running this shit this week. These motherfuckers are on TV for almost an hour on a two-hour show. 45 minutes of a two-hour show, which is honestly like, what, an hour and 30, 38 minutes or something like that? It's how much a two-hour show is actually on if you take the commercials out. Yeah. So out of an hour and 38 minutes, they were on there for 45 minutes. Yeah, and they had they have a couple commercial breaks in between, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, it's good stuff, man. So, you know, they've earned the right to be on for that long of a segment, and it's MSG. People came to see them. They didn't come to see a Killer Cross and Seamus match, even though that was mm. it was what it was. <laughs> I have some for you though. Somebody they did come and see that didn't get on TV. Your boy. Yeah. I saw. I, I they they uh, released the the social media clip and the crowd went nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I, he probably got kicked off for uh, the bloodline because he uh, came in there beat up Tate Rowland and dip. I think Poor them. Hero, man. I think them holding. El- Quote unquote, I'm saying quote unquote, holding LA Knight down is making him a bigger star. 
I think them not giving the people what they want with him is making people want him more. I think they are doing this perfectly. When when you say holding them down, is that what the internet sleuths are saying? He's getting held down? Yeah. He didn't win money in the bank. He didn't win this. He didn't win that. He wasn't at WrestleMania. They're at MSG. He doesn't get put on TV. All this is just just drumming up motherfuckers running to their keyboards. It's just drumming up everybody on social media, like putting his name out there, retweeting his clips and stuff like that, giving him more and more. More and more like uh like a, almost like a, it's a tumbleweed rolling down the hill, just more and more, more and more momentum. Snowball, yep. That's, yeah. that's um, what I think is happening. Him being on WrestleMania was kind of a head scratcher. He didn't need a match necessarily, but it wasn't L.A. They could have rolled him out there for a quick promo, but I digress. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know why people are so mad at the money in the bank thing. Cause I had a feeling that they were gonna, even though I think I picked them. I think I had a feeling that you know he wasn't gonna win it. They had Damian Priest so high on their list. So I mean, what? what? Just let it play out. You can't have everything exactly when you want it. People just like to complain and cry, man. But, Speaking of people what? complaining and crying. I was complaining and crying when Bobby Lashley wasn't on WrestleMania with LA Knight. Um, he had a vignette like a month ago saying he was coming to SmackDown. He's been talking shit on like social media, not talking shit, but like posting on social media. When does Lashley come back? And when he does, like, does he get involved with Roman right away? So I don't know how Bobby fits in this landscape of SmackDown. So if they don't have anything for him, just keep him off of TV because I don't want him going on TV and beefing with Austin Theory again or something stupid. So like, if you don't have anything big for him, maybe put him in something with Roman. But I don't know. They still got a lot of legs in this bloodline. So I don't know where Bobby Lashley fits in this world of SmackDown. He seems like he would have been better served on Raw because – Raw has all that TV time. You got Seth with the world title. Because I don't think Bobby's going to be sniffing that WWE title anytime soon. Bobby Lashley was the last man besides Jay Uso, before Jay Uso, to pin Roman Reigns fair and square without cheating. Many moons ago, he wasn't dealing with the tribal chief. I'll tell you that. Man, and Roman wasn't dealing with fucking Destroyer. The Almighty, yeah. He wasn't dealing with the Almighty. I think he was still with uh, Leo. No, he was by himself then. This was before the Leo Rush thing, but he was just like... before Leo. Yeah, he was just fucking Bobby Lashley wearing a headband and shit. Yeah, that was a weird little rollout when they first brought him back. He was like doing pose-offs with... I can't even remember who. By himself, he'd just be in the ring fucking... (laughs) And then he'd bend over and slap his ass cheeks. (laughs) Interesting. But yeah, uh, what? I don't know how Bobby Lashley fits in this landscape because he's been. What, did he? He didn't wrestle at WrestleMania. Mm-mm. He was what on. Was he doing before? He was that? on was Raw. He was. He was in a, a little beef with uh, what's my man's name? The beat Okada, and now he's like the Miz is heavy. 
He interfered uh, for the left. no. He interfered for the Miz on Monday last night. Oh, uh, Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed. He was beefing with Bronson Reed after WrestleMania, and then the draft happened, and he ain't been on TV since. Just get the hurt business back together. Don't quit playing with us, man. I think that ship has sailed. But, but why did were they teasing it for so long with MVP talking to Sheldon and uh, Alexander backstage and stuff? Because they got too many factions. I don't know. <laughs> like I'd love the hurt business and the fucking bloodline to beef, but the bloodline's beefing with each other. But yeah, I'd love, fucking give me the hurt business and Imperium. Lastly, done a different show now. So. I know, but that's that's like a perfect mix right there. Shelton and Cedric against Kaiser and Da Vinci, and then fucking Les- Lesnar, Lashley and uh, Gunther. Yeah, they about to get rid of Imperium. So I don't know that sometimes they're too quick to break up these tag teams and factions. I don't know why. I agree. Her business had a lot of legs left on that faction, and they didn't even get to take advantage of being in crowds really. So. I don't know. Um, I feel like we're going to talk about Austin Theory in a second here, but I think next week I want to do um, I want to do like a whole segment on women's. I think I think we need to spotlight women's wrestling on the show because even if it's a lack of women's wrestling for the week, I think we need to talk about it because honestly, I don't think the women are getting any fucking time on any show besides NXT right now. NXT's really highlighting the women's division. Um, what was it? The SmackDown? I think we talked about this before. SmackDown didn't even have a match the other week. It just had a segment with Oscar. Yep. Oscar, both champions in WWE right now in the women's division are just like second thoughts when it comes to the titles. Everybody's more worried about fucking Charlotte and Bianca more than they are Oscar. And then you got Eel trying to cash in. Like, Asuka's just there. And I feel like all of her title runs are like that. Yeah, and then AEW, you got those injuries. Hey, Jamie Hayter, now Willow, you said. So, yeah, uh, you know, it has its peaks and valleys. And, you know, right now they're kind of simmering, so... Hopefully it heats back up, though, man. Both companies have a plethora of talent when it comes to the women's division, so it's not like you don't have the horses. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Before we get out of here, let's talk some Austin Theory. Uh, You you put in our notes, Austin Theory heat check. (laughs) For those of you that don't watch basketball. (laughs) So... After uh, John Cena came out with Grayson Waller, it's been the IWC in the comment sections and whatnot saying that Waller's a better version of Austin Theory. So after Austin Theory cashed in or failed cash in on the Money in the Bank last year with the U.S. title, you had people saying, oh, that's it for him. And then you have other people when he finally won the U.S. title See, he's just fine. So, I want to ask you, is this Austin Theory experiment been a success or a failure up to this point? So, between the two of us, I'm the I'm more I'm not an Austin Theory fan, but I'm more of an Austin Theory fan than you are. 
right? But I will say, I've been on the Grayson Waller is better than Austin Theory bandwagon for a while. I like Grayson Waller a lot. I think I think Grayson Waller is what WWE wants Austin Theory to be. Like, Austin Theory has, obviously he's in better shape, right? But it's not like Grayson Waller is not in good shape. Austin Theory just looks like a little mini John Cena. But Grayson Waller, man, he can talk. He he's got the charisma. He's a, he's got good timing on the mic, and then he gets in the ring and he's good also. Like he just went one on one with Edge, to the point where Edge had to put him over at the end. So, if all things are equal, and the U.S. titles on the table, and Austin Theory's on one side, Grayson Waller's on the other, and I get to pick who gets it, I'd give the U.S. title to Grayson Waller. I think Theory. He's just spinning his wheels right now. He was more important on Monday Night Raw. This bloodline thing, taking them taking up so much time, that has killed his momentum. But here's the thing. If you're supposed to be the next guy, you gotta get that TV time. You gotta make people wanna see you. You gotta make you gotta be undeniable for him. And he's not right now. He's just kinda a guy. Honestly, Grayson Waller's getting more TV time and better TV time than he is right now. Hey, like you said, you gotta make yourself undeniable. Look what LA Knight's doing. Yeah, I don't know who to blame for it. You know, do you blame Austin Theory, or is he just is he just one of them guys that just does what he's told? You know, it's like whatever. This is what they're telling me to do. I'm gonna do it the best that I can. Or is he one of them guys that are like, yo, what the fuck? Like I'm the U.S. champion. I just beat John Cena at WrestleMania. Like, do something with me. Hey, if you're just doing what they tell you, then. You don't you don't want it enough. Uh, uh, L.A. Knight, you know, management didn't necessarily want to push him like that, and he went online, cutting promos online, going out there with his charisma. Go out there and make the crowd want you or want to boo you, because when he's going out there, he's not really even getting booed like that. So, I say this whole experiment has been a fail. And it may be a product of him getting caught in between two managements because obviously Vince loved the guy. He didn't he do a segment at WrestleMania with him? He was Vince's guy. Vince was on TV with him like weeks and weeks at a time. Yeah, and maybe he's not a Triple H guy, but I think you may have mentioned it that Triple H liked them, so I mean he's still like since Triple H took over, like he's still the US champion. He still beat John Cena at WrestleMania. Like, but I don't know. Maybe they realize that the iteration of Austin Theory that they had is not working, and they're probably just trying to figure out a way to get the U.S. title off of him, repackage him, and bring him back. But right now, man, Grayson Waller's left that guy. Like, when it comes to young, up-and-coming guys that are going to be a big deal in the next few years, like, Grayson Waller, and Grayson Waller's only had one match on the main roster, and he's left Austin Theory. Yeah. Sometimes people are better served in certain roles. Because when uh, Austin Theory is with the way, I was pretty entertained by the stuff they had backstage. And he was more so like a comedy heel. Maybe it's time to, you know, go back to basics and make him, don't make him be a complete goofball, but have him do like some comedy stuff as a heel. Because the serious him going out there isn't working. 
you know, I'm not ready to quit on the kid because he's still, what, 24, 25? But they definitely got to overhaul and do a reboot, a hard reboot on his character because it ain't working, Chief, right now. You know you know what the funny thing is? I'm just sitting here thinking about it. He just beat Sheamus on SmackDown. And nobody gave a fuck. <laughs> and we're sitting here talking about him like he hadn't been on TV in months. He literally just defended the U.S. title against Sheamus, like one of the best wrestlers of the past 10, 15 years, and beat him. And like you said, no, nobody cares. People are talking more about Grayson Waller versus Edge. Yeah, that was a fantastic match. My only one thing on Grayson Waller is I wish he had a finishing move where it wasn't telegraphed like that. That takes a lot to roll in and stuff. Yeah, that's that's not that's not, that's not gonna work. It's it's a cool little thing to do, like, but as a finishing move, nah. If you're fighting somebody on the outside, and you throw them in and you do like a little rolling whatever that's a cool movie that can't be your finishing move though yeah but that's nitpicking i don't think that's nitpicking i think that's i think that's a good fucking point that you just brought up like that that can't be a finishing move not maybe an nxt not on the main roster who the fuck's gonna stand there and watch you do that you saw what happened he's over one (laughs) first time he tried to do it he got speared maybe that's why they had him do that so he can get a different finishing move he goes that's back to the drawing way. board. Yeah, that'd be a perfect way to get out of them doing that move. Like you said, uh, Grayson Waller is what they want Austin Theory to be. And I've said it before in the past, I wasn't the biggest Waller fan in NXT, but he's slowly winning me over. And He had a good match with Edge. He went out there and held his own with Cena at uh, the last pay-per-view. So I don't know. They got to do something with Theory. He's your U.S. champion. It's supposed to be your second most important title on the show. And the IC title feels like it's leaps and bounds on status of what the U.S. title is right now. I got a feeling uh, Lashley's going to come back and take that U.S. title. I, I, I say, wouldn't hate that. If I had to guess, I would say Lashley's going to come back and take it. And then by the Royal Rumble, he'll lose it to Grayson Waller. No, no LA light in the US title scene? Nah. Okay. They can bring, you know, back, uh, they can bring back the 24 like 7 title for that guy. What's that? They can bring back the 24 7 title for LA Knight. And <laughs> play that man like that. <laughs> uh, um, This is a random thought because I was thinking about long term booking. I think Gunther's going to win the Royal Rumble. Then how's Cody going to fight Roman at WrestleMania? He'll win the chamber or something. But if he wins the chamber, he, then he's just on Raw still. They'll figure a way. So, if, so this is how they normally do it. If Gunther wins the Royal Rumble and he says, I want to fight the world champion, which is Seth Rollins, then they have an elimination chamber on SmackDown. Mm. If Gunther says... I want to fight Roman, then he moves to SmackDown, and they have an elimination chamber on Raw, and then that guy fights Rollins. So if Ro- the only way Cody can fight Roman is winning the Royal Rumble, and I don't think there's any way in hell he's going to win the Royal Rumble two years in a row. You know, they, they have the pin, though. They'll do something weird and be like, Cody's a surprise participant in the elimination chamber. Cody's not Cody's not beating Roman. I wish y'all would just 
Listen to me. Damn. I wouldn't be mad if I'm wrong. I don't want Cody to win. But Cody Rhodes is not beating Roman Reigns. Yeah. We're, having, we're having this episode on July 11th. I'm going to remember to come back and take a clip of this once, once Cody beat him. You can clip it tonight, and you can keep it. And when WrestleMania 40 comes and goes, and Cody Rhodes is wrestling Gunther for the world title, you can remember I said that Cody Rhodes ain't beating Roman Reigns. So, basically, it boils down to, well, I guess you're saying Jay's going to win it, because I think those are the only two candidates to beat Roman right now are Jay and Cody. The only person that makes sense And I know people are like, yeah, but Jay's not a good world champion. Okay, go talk to Bret Hart about leaving the tag team being a world champion. Go talk to Shawn Michaels. Hell, go talk to Bully Ray. Go talk to Kofi. Big E. Booker T. All these people that were known to be tag team wrestlers and ended up winning the world title. Go talk to them about why Jay can't be the world champion. The only person that makes sense to beat Roman Reigns is Jay Uso. If you've been here from the beginning of the bloodline to the end, it only makes sense. It's right. right there in front of us. I'm sorry, go ahead. For anybody saying that Jay isn't world champion caliber, the WWE already lowered the bar. You had Jinder Mahal as your champion, so I don't want to hear that from anyone. Don't you do the modern day Maharaja like that. Man, I said what I said. <laughs> that man. He was your champion. So, and Jay is definitely on levels and levels and levels and levels above Jinder Mahal, who's a manager of a tag team right now that's kind of floundering on Raw. Yeah, but they're in the shears coming. They're coming. Uh, uh, what's the guy's name in it? Uh, Veer. Veer was coming for the past three years. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounded weird. <laughs> that sounded extra weird, but y'all know what I was talking about. Don't be nasty out there. Don't be listening. nasty. <laughs> um, yeah, I, Cody's not beating Roman. I'm. I, I refuse to allow this to happen. I got no. <laughs> I got no pull. But I'm. <laughs> I really got no control over it, but I refuse. Cody's not beating Roman. I and look, I love Cody. I got like four Cody T-shirts in there. I've flown across this country to see this man wrestle and win titles before. Met him a few times. Like I love Cody. Cody's my guy. He's not beating Roman. He's not the guy to beat Roman. And everybody that keeps saying that the person that beat Roman has to be a star. No, they don't. Titles change hands all the time without quote unquote making another star. Why is Roman passing the torch to somebody? Is he leaving? Is it over for Roman? That's the thing, man. Us as wrestling fans, we got to quit fucking like trying to be so insider and just like when you sit here and think about stuff, don't think like, oh, well, Roman might be going to Hollywood. Says who? Where are you getting this info from? You know? No. They have publicists that leak info. He's been going to Hollywood for three years, though. This motherfucker was in uh, Hobbs and Shaw for like 13 minutes. Didn't have one line. 
I don't think he talked in the whole movie, EJ. <laughs> he just danced around in the fucking, uh, what do you call the, the, um, the lay? No, the, the little skirts that they wear. Uh, I can't I remember the know. name of them. I don't know what the official name for that yeah, is. Yeah, I don't want to be disrespectful and call it a skirt, but he just danced around in one of those with the rock and blew some shit up. Didn't have one line. I've yet to see Roman talk in a movie before, and everybody swears he's going to Hollywood. Just relax, hey. man. Just just look at the story. It makes sense that somebody in the family is who takes Roman out. It doesn't make sense for Cody to come from AEW. You got to think about that, too. You were talking earlier about who's a Vince guy and who's a Triple H guy. I can tell you what, neither one of them want an AEW guy that they got rid of years ago and he went on to start another company and now he just comes back and he beats the guy that nobody else can beat shit I told y'all that at Wrestlemania last year that wasn't gonna happen and that was the main reason nobody wanted to listen you really think they're gonna let this motherfucker walk in from AEW and beat the guy that's been champion for a thousand days hey Money talks, and Cody's probably the most over him and the Usos, the most over people in the company. Um, WWE's know, still making, making all this money without Cody Rhodes. WWE's not making all this money without the bloodline. There's, there's no way we could really measure that. I, mean, I get what you're saying, though. I mean, they um, were doing good before they got Cody. Then yeah, Cody got hurt. Um, SmackDown, SmackDown doesn't even have Cody on it, and SmackDown's the one breaking all the records. I get what you're saying, Cody being an AEW guy, but is he, he was there for three years. He started the company, so that is a big factor into it, but he did more time in WWE than he did AEW. But This guy couldn't even win an AEW title. He couldn't even win the world title in AEW, what Triple H called the Pissant Company. I don't know why he chose not to win it. I mean, he put that stupid stipulation on that match. I don't know. I just, I, I don't I, know, man. If, if you want to look at backstage stuff, I look at that. What now, about backstage stuff? Well, I'm saying, like, if people want to say, well, Vince thinks this way and Roman's going to here. I look at that. I look at how petty WWE has shown themselves to be when it comes to all the older WCW guys, how they treat them. Look what they did to Sting. That was terrible. But Sting was definitely a WCW guy. And Cody's an AEW pillar. Cody started AEW. When people talk about Cody, I don't really hear them bring up a whole lot of AEW now. Not now. But when you bring up I was gonna say, but when you talk AEW and the start of it, you can't tell you can't tell AEW story without Cody. Like they say in the NFL, like in the NFL Hall of Fame, they make the Hall of Fame because you can't talk about the NFL's history without bringing these people up. You can't talk about AEW without Cody Rhodes. I mean, it's so hard to you know kind of put into words of. What com- what kind of company guy Cody is? Because what he did, nobody's really done like that. Because 
Yeah, Ric Flair was a WCW guy. That's no question. Hogan, that's a weird. That's another weird one. What Hogan was, because he did a lot of time in WCW, but I mean, he was the gold part of the golden era of WWF. Look, um, you just brought up a great example. And I don't even think you were meaning to do it, but Ric Flair. Ric Flair was the guy in WC in NWA. And he left and came to WWF. And WWF and Vince wanted to stick it to the NWA and WCW by making Flair the champion. But you know what they didn't do to make Flair the champion? They didn't have Flair beat Hogan. They had Flair win the vacated WWF title in the Royal Rumble. I forgot why they didn't. I read a whole lot of backstories about why they didn't do Flair and Hogan. It might have been Hogan not wanting to do business. I I don't know. But different times are different, man. Still the same old Vince. But also, how do we know that backstage, Jay's the guy to play devil's advocate? We don't. But we know what the story is. Yeah. And through all the, you know... Jay's never the one that gets in trouble out of the Usos also. He's more like he's more like the good brother of the two. I thought both of them got DUIs. I think Jay may have had like gotten in trouble once, maybe. But I mean, so did Roman. Roman failed a drug test as the WWE champion and had to get suspended and lose the title. I vaguely remember that when that happened. Yeah, he ended up losing it to Seth, who came back, and then Dean Ambrose cashed in on him, and then Roman got suspended for thirty days. So they let him wrestle first. Lose the title, and then the next day they said he got suspended. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know. Like you said, it it is Jay's story, but how many other times in the past where somebody's story and you know they go left and don't do what's needed to be done? You know how everybody's saying this is cinema and this is a movie. Mm. This is one of those movies where the main character isn't the main character. If you think about the bloodline, the most interesting person in the bloodline is Jay Uso. And it seems like the bloodline is all around Roman Reigns, but it's really not. Roman and Jay, they tied in, they started it. Jay brought in Jimmy, right? He wanted Jimmy to be in it. He brought him in. He didn't want Sammy in it. So everybody was against Jay. Sammy was never actually accepted into the bloodline until Jay accepted him. So when Sammy turned his back, it all fell on Jay again. Like Jay is tied into every member of the bloodline more than Roman is. Roman's the quote unquote main character, but the bloodline itself revolves around Jay Uso. Yeah, I mean, he's the glue that holds the story together every time Roman goes off and does his little sabbatical. It's always Jay holding it down. He, like you said, he's really the main character of the story. Did but, I convince you yet? Have I convinced you that Jay's winning at SummerSlam? No, not, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. But. I'm going to be so mad when he doesn't win, EJ. I might film it, like film my react. I might just go live on Twitch to watch that match. I don't know. What, oh, Vince still, yeah, was Vince still lingering around? I think anything can happen. I'm enjoying the ride while it plays out. 
that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go live on Twitch during the main event with Jay and Roman. So y'all get my live reaction. I'm gonna make sure I hit the screen record. <laughs> Uh oh. The Rock's daughter's on TV. They just rolled up on somebody. Who? The Rock's daughter. I don't remember what her name is on here. Ava Rain. Ava, Ava Rain. That's actually a good name, too. What? Oh. <sighs> no power rankings this week, EJ. I'm tired. You said no power ranking? No, I don't I don't even know who wrestled. I mean we can if you want, if you want to run through it real quick. I can I can manufacture some shit. Yeah, I guess it only take a couple minutes. I yeah, my list out. Let's do it then. Because this might be some people on this list that may not ever be on the power ranking again. So damn. <laughs> uh, number five, I got Judgment Day, successful uh, main event win over uh, Sammy, KO, and who's their tag team partner? Seth. I got Scorpio Sky my number five. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it, w- it wasn't a great match. He didn't come back to a bunch of fanfare, but it's a, this is one of those uh, hometown picks. Like I, it made my heart feel good to see Scorpio Sky back. And he had the the crowd chant for him. That was cool. And I love that TKO. And shout out to Mark Merrill. Yep. Uh, my number four. Would be Austin Theory. He did defend the U.S. title and beat Sheamus, a fucking multi-time world champion, a first ballot Hall of Famer. We we shit on him earlier about how bad he's been and all that, but the guy just keeps winning. Uh, that's one thing I promise to all the listeners: you'll never see this iteration of Austin Theory on my power rankings. So. Shout out to Chris for holding it down on that front. What if he beats Roman Reigns for the title? You ain't going to put him on there? My hand might be forced to do it then. <laughs> I don't see that happening. <laughs> that was your number four. Uh, my number four is one of the uh, people on the list I say you might not see ever again on the list. I got the Dark Order. Damn. They got a, bi- they got a, big-, they got a big win on Rampage against the Elite. And the Elite is one of your top uh, groups in the company so hats off to the dark order for getting that win AEW's got uh, a lot of programming man yeah they do Rampage wasn't bad it was the 100th episode so if anybody got time to go back and watch that I recommend that uh, my number three is uh, the guy we talked about earlier he had that banger with uh, Grayson Waller the rated R superstar Edge yeah, that's somebody that'll never be on my fucking top anything <laughs> see it all, uh, you know, ties in together. <laughs> uh, my number three, Ruby Soho. Big win over Britt Baker last week. Uh, people were complaining about that match. Was it sloppy? I can't remember. I, I don't remember it being sloppy. I just remember I was excited that she won. Uh, is Sky Blue still in the tournament? <sighs> yes, yeah, she's wrestling. Ooh. Athena and the winner, Athena and Willow. Wait, I don't know. You know what? You just fucked me up because I don't remember Sky Blue losing. Yeah, 
well, we'll figure that out later. Right. You know, we got to get out of here soon. Um, uh, my number, that was my number three. So my number two is, um, damn it. I can't remember who my number two. Oh, CM Punk. Oh, that's a shocker. CM Punk, yep. your number two. Yep, 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 yep. Hey, that is also my number two. So that was perfect. We already talked about his match earlier with Samoa Joe, and hey, they put on a solid, solid match. I enjoyed it. No, um, I'm. You know what? Fuck that. I'm not putting CM Punk on here. Ricky it's Starks. Too late is, now. No, Ricky Starks is my number two. Fuck CM Punk. I'm not putting him on here. Ricky Starks Almost. beat Will Hobbs. You almost made it there, CM Punk. I I know CM Punk versus Samoa Joe was better than Hobbs versus Starks. I don't give a fuck. Ricky Starks is my number two. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Sky Blue still is in the uh, in the tournament. She's wrestling Ruby Soho, and the winner of that match takes on the winner Willow and Athena. I got. Sky Blue winning the whole thing, hopefully. Oh, it'll be a nice rub for her. Yeah, it would. Um, my number two, we already said, is CM Punk. Number one, Bang Bang Gang, Bullet Club Gold. They put on my match of the week with FTR, and I heard they got to put more time in because they had to scrap a match, so they were able to fill out that time and just put on a banger. A lot of back and forth in that matchup, so. I got juice. The juice is loose, and uh, Jay White. I feel like Jay White's better in the tag team. People don't want to admit that. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to disagree with you. I wasn't the biggest Jay White fan, and when he was in New Japan, but people are telling me that he Who should the be a hell single star. Are over these here, women? So. What's that? Ulyssa Flores and. Somebody else on NXT? Goodness gracious! Yeah, yeah, it's the the tag team. They've been on they've been on TV before, hmm. in like random segments. <laughs> they on TV for a while too. They on TV right now, and they are not in wrestling gear. They are in street clothes, and it like is. we said, NXT features a lot of the women in the division. So hats off to NXT. Um, real quick to update you on the. Uh, the bracket so CM Punk and Ricky Starks they're in the finals that takes place July 15th that's this Saturday right yeah mm-hmm. uh, the semifinals for the women this is unfair I think so Sky Blue and Ruby wrestle on Dynamite tomorrow and then Willow Nightingale and Athena wrestle on Rampage on Friday and then they turn around and the winner of that match moves on for the winner versus the other match the very next day so they'll have to wrestle two days in a row. I don't think that's fair. Well, they had to reschedule the Willow, I want to say. I yeah. Mean, it isn't fair, but that's how the cookie crumbles. Meanwhile, the men haven't wrestled since July 8th. Hey. Whole, they get a whole week in between theirs. Um, But, yeah, so that's, that's that. But, no, CM Punk, fuck that guy. Who'd you have as your number two? I had CM Punk, and then I had Bullet Club. Bullet Club. Uh, Bullet Club's a good pick. They didn't make mine because the Bloodline made mine as number one. 
they just you can't be on TV for 35 minutes fucking hold 3 million people watching bookend the show with it set up a big time main event for the second or third biggest show in the company and not be on the power rankings so the bloodline as a whole hey that's what makes our power rankings unique we both have different credentials for our list I couldn't put them on it because they didn't wrestle but I'm not mad at that they had the hottest segment of the week so shout out to the bloodline that's all I got EJ you got anything you want to get out there shout out to uh, your boy Chris White Sox who uh, randomly posts about us on, on Facebook that he's listening he'll be listening to a random show and, and throw it out there he said I was right about Cody so I'm hoping he listens to my fucking vent about Cody on this one and agrees with me too hey shout out to Chris uh, he may agree with you but uh, yeah, um, shout out to all the listeners out there watching live and who will be listening in the future podcast form. Uh, shout out to the folks at 80 Proof. Uh, shout out to Haymaker MMA. We just dropped two new episodes. And that's all I got. I can't believe y'all didn't do a Brock Lesnar retrospective where like on this day in 2009, he beat the fuck out of Frank Mir to unify the titles. Oh man, I missed that. Yeah, I just happened to see it early. He beat he beat the shit out of Frank Mir. That was that was the one he had him up against the cage and he was just punching him in the face. Uh, <laughs> Joe Rogan, his his hands are like mailboxes. He was just punching him in the face. <laughs> it's one th- Frank Mir didn't Frank Mir tap Lesnar out the first match? Yeah, he got him like in a heel hook. Yeah, he got lucky because Lesnar was kicking his ass. And I shouldn't say he got lucky. He fucking outmaneuvered him and out MMA him. Yeah, he out MMA'd him basically. It wasn't just fighting, it was mixed martial arts and he got it. But after that, Lesnar just beat his ass what two or three times after that. Yeah, if if Lesnar didn't have that intestine disease, I think he would have probably set the record for heavyweight title defenses. Man, you think he was that good? Because he got his ass kicked a couple times. That's because he had that. I don't even kind of try to pronounce it. It starts with diverticulitis. Yeah, because <laughs> he, he had that. He wasn't able to train like he would have been to. Um, he did get his ass kicked by uh, Wolverine, but he was dealing with that still. Did Kane whoop his ass too? Him too. But I just think Lesnar's wrestling was so dominant, and he was so much bigger than everybody. If he would went healthy. You would have been able to reel off like four or five title defenses. I'm really mad we didn't get to see the John Jones Lesnar fight. John Jones would have kicked Lesnar's ass. It would have been entertaining. I think so too, but I I I think Lesnar had a shot. But I think John Jones would have beat his ass. But if Lesnar would have got him down on the ground, it that would have changed everything. John Jones has good jujitsu. I I don't know. But yeah, but Lesnar's so much bigger than he is. I don't know. Jones was Jones was far better than Cain Velasquez, and not, maybe not Overeem because Overeem was a kickboxer, but he's better than Velasquez on the feet. Yeah, but like so you I, said, the only reason Lesnar hurt. really lost to them was because of the diverticulitis. Yeah, but it's always fun. It's always fun to fantasy book in our heads what fights could have happened and didn't happen. I just remember Lesnar. being. Go ahead. 
I was saying I just remember being so excited when John Jones had beat uh, Cormier, and he gets <laughs> on the mic and he's like Brock Lesnar, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I was oh, like, man. what? <laughs> You want to see what it's like to get your ass kicked by somebody half your size? I was like, oh, shit. Like, let's do this now. Where's Brock? I thought Brock was coming out. I thought it was like pro wrestling all of a sudden. Yeah. Even uh, uh, Brock and DC would have been entertaining because Brock got in the cage and pushed him. That would have been fun. I don't know about entertaining with DC. <laughs> well, all the stuff leading up to it would have been entertaining. Yeah. Uh, well, that's all I got, EJ. Um We'll have live reports from me being at Monday Night Raw. Not live reports, but reports from Monday Night Raw next week because I will be live and in the building. Um, Impact Slammiversaries this weekend. Excuse me. Uh, only prediction I have for that is I think Trinity's going to beat Deanna Perrazzo for the women's title. Mm, yeah. Maybe Leo Rush will beat. Um, not Alex Shelley, uh, Chris Saban for the X Division title. I shouldn't say only prediction. Yeah, I think Leo's gonna win. I think Nick Aldis is gonna win. Nick Aldis about to be your new Impact World Champion. Um, since I predicted that, Nick, you're more than welcome to come on Boots of the Face. Talk about oh, what okay. it's like being Impact World Champion. Uh, I think Killer Kelly and Masha are gonna beat. Uh. Who's the champions? The Coven. The Coven. Yeah. I think they're going to beat them. I was going to say the Death Dolls. Uh, it's going to be like Salem Witch Trials up in that bitch. <laughs> yeah. Should be a pretty entertaining show. Yeah. Slammiversary this weekend. Uh, check them out. We'll have reviews of that. We'll have reviews of me being at Monday Night Raw. Uh, congratulations to Trey Miguel and Ashley Dambois. Got engaged in Patty. This weekend, EJ, Congrats. I don't know if you've been following. They got engaged, right? They went and like had dinner and shit, and it was in front of the Eiffel Tower, like all romantic and shit. And then they get engaged, and like Ashley's posting on her stories on Instagram, and it's like, I'm engaged, and she's reposting all this other stuff. And then all of a sudden, she posts a picture of her foot. They wrestled later on, and she broke her fucking ankle. Yeah, same weekend she got engaged. So, congrats on the engagement and wish you a speedy recovery as well. Yeah, big time because she was. I think big things were about to happen for in uh in the world of wrestling. So, hopefully it's not too bad of a break. Hopefully it's a hairline maybe. I don't, I don't know the the least kind of break that it could be. Hopefully it's that kind of break. And Ashley's back in the ring soon. But congrats to Ashley and Trey Miguel. Um, we didn't even talk about fucking Ricochet and Logan Paul. We we have time. They won't be uh, facing Jets for SummerSlam, I think. Right? I'll just say this: I'm excited for Ricochet. I'm excited he'll yeah, get he'll get a showcase. Definitely a, bi- definitely a big spot for him. Yeah, he'll get a showcase. And I was real nervous about when he landed after jumping over the top rope yesterday because <laughs> it looked like his knee buckled. <laughs> I was hey, like. I- I like how they did the call back to when he did it in NXT. And, uh, Paul did the same reaction at uh, uh, Velveteen. Yeah, because they're not going to show the Velveteen Dream one ever again. Nope. So, but yeah, I was I was real nervous when I saw Ricochet like kind of his knee. But I was like, oh no, 
and then he stood there and it was all good so yeah but uh thanks everybody for tuning in we'll be back next tuesday night 8 p.m eastern standard time twitch.tv slash boots of the face until then peace